Thank you for joining me today. This is Colin Hamilton, Commodities Analyst at BMO Capital Markets. And welcome to our short Metals Matters podcast where we highlight the key things you need to know in global metals and mining this week. It's a tough time for the global industrial economy. Now, many elements have held up extremely well thus far in 2022. However, inflation always serves to hurt in demand and increasingly, this impact is starting to be seen in published data points. While the impact will not be felt equally, whether in terms of geographies or sectors, the wider trend of declining industrial output growth is clear. Q1 next year may see the crescendo of the European power crisis and combined with the seasonal Lunar New Year slow period in China, may well see higher than average inventory build across metals and potentially other industrial commodities. While we would note that finally China data is looking better, we do now see global industrial production rising only 1.3% in 2023 compared to 2.1% this year. From areas such as autos, which have been afflicted by supply chain concerns, may sequentially improve given full order books. However, others such as consumer durables, where demand was pulled forward by the pandemic, are likely to suffer. It's also fair to say the skew of risk around base case demand growth is to the downside. Red flags are popping up everywhere. We see expectations for the housing market in both China and the US as fragile, while the need for European load shedding will also act as a headwind. It's interesting to note that US crude steel utilisation dropped to the lowest level since early 2021 in mid-September. Emerging markets, well, they've held up well so far, but with other key economies slowing and strong USD pressure, well, it feels like inevitable that we're going to see some downside risk. When the higher interest rates go, the less willing a wage-constrained consumer will be to spend. The turnaround in manufacturing markets has been stark. There's now less than 50% of manufacturing PMIs we track expanding. That's from 80% plus at mid-year. We've got base metal premiums dropping sharply outside of China. Metals markets will always remain subject to the usual seasonal factors, but there's little sign that a wider downward demand trend will be broken anytime soon. And it does mean the ball really is in China's court to bail out metals markets once more. Indeed, in the short term, financial market positioning can even amplify the fundamental pressure over the coming months. I'd say that one of the lasting impacts of the supply chain segmentation we've seen over 2022 will be a focus on traceability of materials. And this creates a bit of a unique opportunity to embed sustainability into metal sourcing practices, something we expect to come to the forefront of consumer needs over the next decade. And the whole process itself could be further accelerated if, as is looking likely, Europe has to import significantly more metal over the coming years, given the decimation of local productive capacity. Without a common set of sustainability or ESG benchmarks to work to, however, we anticipate the industry will continue to promote its own solutions. And certifications such as the Responsible Steel Initiative and the Copper Mark probably will make clear headway. These, if set up and marketed in the correct way, should give global metal consumers greater confidence and eventually lead to economic returns for those taking a holistic sustainability approach to metals extraction and production. And expect consumers seeking best practice behaviour will increasingly specify responsibly sourced material which meets embodied carbon and value chain integrity standards. This will pressure developed world exchanges to split contracts into perhaps a prime contract with the certified material and a subprime contract for the material which doesn't qualify whether through choice or through incapability. Rather than green premiums, we'd look to subprime discounts in many markets, perhaps similar to those seen for nickel pig iron relative to class one nickel. It's been a tough year for the LME, though admittedly many of the past few years have been hard. 
2022 will be remembered as a year of the nickel debacle, but 2023 might be the year of market segmentation, as we discussed before, with reports that the exchange is actively considering issuing a market-wide discussion paper on whether to prohibit warranting of Russian origin metal in the future. Now, in theory, this should not impact immediate market behaviour, but it has re-accelerated the aluminium consumer pushing Europe and the US to source alternatives to Russian supply. They don't want to be left holding Russian material that can't re-warrant if needed. It also points to that Russian aluminium having few places to go, particularly with Chinese domestic supply also having ramped up. What happens now? Well, there's perhaps some opportunistic contango financing of this material early next year, and that's provided the contango in the forward curve offsets the rising borrowing costs, but it's also, again, another arrow in the quiver for responsible sourcing. The LME really should also be keeping a close eye on the inventory situation in other metals. Already, copper and zinc inventories are so low that heavy backwardations have emerged, taking consumers through higher consignment rates, and leading to more questions as to whether the LME is really functioning as that physical market of last resort. I firmly believe that a strong LME with a physically settled contract mechanism is crucial for metals market confidence. However, many trust bridges will have to be rebuilt over the next year. And while we're talking LME, just a reminder, I'll be hosting BMA's 6th Annual LME Week Research Seminar during the afternoon of Tuesday, 25th October. My special guest speakers this year are Adam Panyai from Row Motion and Paul Cavey from East Asia Econ. If you are in London for LME Week and want to hear more about the outlook for base metals, the Chinese economy and the fuel to materials transition, well, please do join. Just over a week ago, we released our latest quarterly commodities outlook and... Forecasting demand is tough at the best of times, never mind when wider markets are in turmoil. Given this volatility and the industrial pressures, realistically, commodity exposure should be highly selective and pretty nimble at the present time. Now, while much of the world is slowing and yet still tightening policy, China does look to be doing the opposite. Thus, we would advocate some more exposure to those commodities China-focused into Q4, which in many cases included those struggling through the second half of 2022 to date. We'd also still like to see some exposure to those boosted by changing energy trends. I'd expect the Chinese equity and commodity market sentiment around the CPC meeting later this month will be relatively positive. And that's the iron ore, which I mean, we were negative on to the third quarter. But iron ore and Asian steel prices probably will trend higher over the next couple of months. The stainless steel inventory overhang in China looks to have been alleviated, which should support nickel and ferrochrome pricing. And in aluminium, more supply cuts are likely, which may underpin the LME price, but not necessarily premiums. Given low inventories and higher China import needs, we actually think copper could hold up relatively well from current levels into year end, but I have to say I'm increasingly concerned about the underlying demand environment in Q1 2023 and the potential for rapid inventory build. Now, power markets do look set to remain tight for longer than industrial metals that should keep thermal coal trading at levels which, while ultimately unsustainable, will drive stellar industry margins. And the same outcome looks to be true for battery raw materials. See, uranium is well positioned for increased interest, though spot price appreciation itself may be slow. It's been a tough environment for precious metals, given the current pace of tightening by central banks globally. But we've got elevated geopolitical risk, wider market malaise, an opportunity will present, probably not until 2023. Admittedly, however, if the weakening US data prompts a change in Fed strategy, well, this opportunity could present sooner. Thank you for listening to Metal Matters. If you have any questions or suggestions, just get in touch directly. I do hope you can join me next time round to discuss more pertinent issues for the global metals and bulk commodity markets.
That was Metal Matters, presented by BMO Capital Markets Equity Research. You can subscribe to Metal Matters on Apple Podcasts and other podcast providers, or visit our website at researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com to listen to more episodes, including our other podcast series, BMO Equity Research in Tune. If you have feedback or suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please do share it with me at colin.hamilton at bmo.com. To access our full disclosures, please visit researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com forward slash public hyphen disclosure.